Welcome back to the Priori Podcast. I am your host, Danny Lopriori. Um, today I'm joined by nobody. Uh, it's just me. Um, yeah, uh, Jared is on his cross-country trek to Arizona. Uh, wish him the best of luck. He wanted me to tell you guys that he loves you guys, and thank you so much for the support. Uh, Michael's at home. Michael was down to do the show, but... Um, if you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, you guys probably have heard or, or seen. And then for those who haven't, uh, a very, very dear, dear friend of mine passed away on Friday and, um, we usually film on Sunday or Monday. And just to be quite honest with you, I didn't feel like doing it. Um, it wasn't something that, uh, I saw as... Uh, something that I was capable to do. Uh, I'm recording this on Tuesday. And uh, to all the fans who wait for it to come out at 7 a.m. on Tuesday, uh, I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me this week. Um, it was just something that I couldn't really wrap my, hender, uh, wrap my head around, excuse me, uh, getting done and being in that type of mood. Um but yeah, um, so to let you guys know, like I said, a dear friend of mine uh, took his own life on Friday, and um, it's 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 a really really tough thing to go through. Um, you know, living so much on the internet, being so transparent. Uh, with my struggles, um, this is something that him and I used to talk about all the time, about stuff we're going through, how we can get through stuff, and try to get through the day, and checking in on each other, and making sure we're all right, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, I texted him on Tuesday to see if he was going to come to my show in Brooklyn, which we'll talk about um, on Tuesday. I didn't hear back from him. And then on Wednesday, I texted him. Uh, she'd be like, yo, just let me know you're good. Uh, I did the show on Thursday, and uh, I found out Friday. And um, it's been a rough couple days for me. Uh, it's been something that... Uh, Honestly, the way it's going, I don't know if I'll ever get over it, to be honest with you. Um, sadly, this has become too prominent of an issue uh, in our society. And uh, as you guys know, I have a mental health podcast called Off the Cuff that uh, we talk to a lot of people about this specific topic and um you know it's it's i don't know if it's a selfish thing and uh maybe i am being selfish but i just feel that uh you know i wish you would have called me um you know you wish you could have done more you wish you could have tried more um it's kind of the thoughts that have been going through my mind the last few days. 
So, you know, my mind has been everywhere else except for the podcast, and uh, I hope and apologize um, to the listeners that expect for this to come out at 7 a.m. on Tuesday. It's going to come out a little later on Tuesday. Um, and I apologize that this isn't your typical Lopiori podcast. But, you know, it's one of those things where I felt like I had to come on here to, one, to tell everybody that I'm doing okay. That's that's the most important thing. I want people to know out there and all you guys to know that I'm doing okay. Uh, my wife and I have had a rough couple of days. Uh, my friend, uh, he, he loved me. He loved my wife. Um, he was just the best, man. Everything about him, it's like, he cared, he loved, if he loved you, he loved, like, loved the shit out of you, you know, like, he was one of those guys, he loved hard, he was the last of, of the real good ones still walking around on a day-to-day basis, uh, he was a great guy, man, he's a great guy, he'd always check on me, text me after shows, come to all my shows, um, he was a big fan of me, and I was a big fan of him. Uh, and I guess that's just where it hurts the most, right? Um, losing somebody you love, man. It's never easy. And then losing somebody you love so young uh, that takes their own life is something that, you know, I'll never truly understand. I, I know in my life that I've been to that place mentally, Um as many of you, I'm sure, have as well, sadly. Um, and like I said before, this is just, like, too prominent of a thing in our society. Um, but what helps me anchor down is that I want to just be there for his family, you know, at his wake and his funeral, and be there for his family after that. So, you know, I I, I find strength in being... Uh, a rock for other people at times. And don't get me wrong, I've taken my time to be upset about this, and it'll be something that will make me sad forever, you know? But uh, to anybody out there that's listening, that's going through something similar, who's dealing with... um, mental health issues, I always say you can reach out to me. You can reach out to Off the Cuff. You can find us on Instagram at 101OTC. Um, You can reach out to everybody. uh, And if you're really in a dark place, tell somebody, man. Tell somebody. Give yourself that chance um, to get your life back on track. Um, there's always a way. Um, there's always a way out. And I, I know it doesn't seem like that sometimes, but take it from me. I've been to the brink and back. I know what it's like. Uh, I know what it's like to suffer from uh, friends. And sadly, this isn't the first friend of mine who has done this. Um, this is the closest friend that's ever done this. But it's not... It's not the first. Um, I've lost multiple friends to drug overdoses, um, suicide, and, uh, you know, a part of you gets numb a little bit. 
after the third or fourth one. But this one was the closest to home, and uh, I considered him a dear, dear friend, one of my best friends, and I love him so much. And uh world's not going to be the same without him, you know? But I'm good. I'm not good, but that's okay. You know, that's what I mean to say. Um, I'm happy that I got to spend as much time as I did with him. I wish I got to spend more. Uh, I'm happy that I got to be his friend for a while, long time. I'm sad I'm not going to be able to be his friend for longer. Um... I'm happy I've got to meet members of his family. I'm sad that I'm going to have to meet more members of his family because of this. So it's a push and a pull. It's a, it's a, it's a tough it's a tough thing to deal with. Um like I said, there's moments throughout the day where I almost forget it happened. And then, you know, I'll see uh the Yankees are at spring training. He was a big Yankees fan, uh Knicks fan, Giants fan and stuff. Uh, we would go to games all the time, talk about life, using using the game uh, as a reason to just <clears throat> be friends and, and hang out. And uh, he knows I'm not a big partier. Um, he's a huge Rangers fan, too. Used to go to those games as well. But as you guys know, I'm not a huge partier. I'm kind of introvert. He was the same. Uh, and I think we found solace in that together. Uh, as being introverted guys that wanted to be more extroverted. Um, and uh, like I said, we found solace in that, and we found a certain uh, level of comfort uh, together that was a lot of fun to be around. You know, we liked a lot of the most same things. We liked a lot of the same, um, you know, comedians and stuff like that. And, you know, we we were just very similar and very different in a lot of ways, and it it was it was a great chemistry that we had, and that that's something that I'm gonna miss uh, dearly for a long time. And um, you know, um, next week is his wake and his funeral, and those days will be tough, and it's gonna be something that I'm gonna have to get through. But again, I I find comfort in being able to help others. Um, during tough times because that helps me heal as well. And, uh, again, I reiterate, I'm good. Thank you to everybody who sent their love and their prayers and stuff, uh, to me. And, uh, I, I really appreciate everything, um, that my community has done for me. And, uh, I hope that one day I get to do the same for you. Hopefully not under the same circumstances, but, uh, you know, be able to support you in a time of need for sure because uh you guys have been nothing short of fantastic and i love you guys for that and uh that's the reason i'm doing the episode this week is because i love you guys and i know you guys love me and i want you guys to know that i'm i'm good uh i'm good and uh i'm gonna be good and everything is gonna be okay and i truly believe that because if i didn't i don't think i'd be sitting here right now and uh 
to Bobby. Wherever you are, brother. I love you. And uh, I'll see you on the other side. Um, so on a lighter note, um, I had a show in Brooklyn, uh, this past week on Thursday. Um, it was my first musical show. And when I tell you, when I tell you that I think this was the most nervous I ever was for a show, not, not because, not because I didn't think I had the juice is you just something, it was like a music venue so, you know, people were there expecting music. Like, you know, there were some jokes in there, but very little. I wanted to give people uh, the most bang for their buck. We did a lot of music. Uh, it was so amazing. Everyone that came out there on a Thursday that had work the next day, it it, it felt like a Saturday in there. Um, everybody was so fucking awesome. I saw friends that I haven't seen in a long time from home, which was great. Um I saw uh, Joe, which is always fantastic. Love seeing Joe. Love seeing Greg. Love seeing Schmetti. Habibi. Love seeing all those guys. Um, it's it's one of those things where uh, the shows are a celebration of all the things we've accomplished uh, in our lives. So it was nice to s- share it with so many amazing people. My cousins came. My, my brothers came. My mom came. Um, and uh, so, you know, when I opened up the show... So I'll tell you guys, like, the songs that I did that were the bangers. Like, I did No Power in the Hamptons. People love that. I did, obviously, Let Me Suck Your Titties, uh, which was a lot of fun. I don't want to give away too much of the show because it, it's it's a fun show. It was a, it was a lot more fun uh, once I got it going in my mind, and I was like, I'm here. I have to do it. Stop being nervous, and let's get let's get after it. I'm nervous before every show, but this there was something different here because I feel like people have been expecting this for a long time, if that makes any sense. Um, and, uh, it became clear to me like a quarter of the way through that I might have something here. I might have something special that I can tour this country with and, you know, be able to, to, to bring this to a bunch of people who have just known me through their phones for years. Right. So like over 10 years. So, yeah, man, I'm just so excited to give it out on tour. The tour starts March 12th in Austin, Texas. Um, and I'm on the road for three months and uh, hitting a whole bunch of places from the east to west coast. Uh, I'll put the ticket links below. I'm in everywhere, man. It's uh, I'm in Austin, Dallas, Houston, Cleveland, Portland, Oregon, uh, Seattle, Washington, uh Kansas City, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Tampa, Florida. So many, there's so many, all the dates will be listed. Uh, I, I'll put them below. Um, North Carolina is another one. I'm in Durham, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia. Big tour, man. Big tour, like 20 shows. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see you guys out there, whether it be one person in the crowd or 300 or 400. It's going to feel the same. You're going to get the same show. So, you know, um, again, I can't wait to do that. 
It's my first tour, really, so it's really, really exciting. Um, and it's going to be one of the greatest experiences of my life, uh, except for, you know, marrying my lovely wife, of course. You know, i got to be careful. You know, fellas out there, nothing's more exciting than getting married to your wife. And then their close second is going to be this tour. Um, yeah, I didn't really care how the backdrop looked today or, like, how I looked, to be honest with you. I really didn't give a shit. So uh, I hope you guys can, like, forgive me for that, too. Um, yeah, but, you know, I'm here doing my thing, getting ready to get on the road. And I can't wait. Back to the Brooklyn show. So in my mind, I was like, all right, if Michael comes, I'm not going to pressure him to get on stage, you know? But what I did was, is like, listen, I had this fucking Spanish reggaeton beat on here. And I'm going to throw it on, and I'm just going to see how he's feeling and call him on stage. If he wants to come up, he wants to come up. Here's the thing with Mike. Mike will be like, yo, bro, like, I just can't leave my crib. And then, like, I'll get him to where I'm performing, and it's like he's never been, like, anxious or, like, had, like, any kind of agoraphobic uh, parts of his life. So I put the beat on, and, I, and like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, yo, all the fake Spanish and shit. I was like, hell yeah. I was like, you want to know what else? Yo, Mike, come up here and spit something. And Mike came up there, and I shit you not, he was the absolute 100% showman that you would think he would be. He got up there and absolutely crushed it. Like, there was, like, there were drums up there and shit. He, like, slapped the cymbal and, like, like, shook his ass and, like, let somebody in the crowd, like a girl in the crowd, grab his ass. Like, I don't know, man. That kid's just so talented, bro. And uh, he had so much fun do- doing that and being able to have that moment together. It's like it's it's creating moments where, like, no one can take that from us ever. No one's going to ever be able to take that from us. Like, we did that together. Uh, Jared came up, kicked the freestyle and shit. Um, so it was just a lot of fun, man. This is, life's about making memories, you know? Life's about making memories because I want to be 60, 70 years old with those guys and be like, yo, guys, remember that time we did that stupid-ass thing where we rap fake Spanish? Um, and it was just an awesome experience, bro. The, the whole crowd was just amazing. And like I said, man, I was so nervous, man. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. But uh, being able to get there get into the venue, do a sound check, get in the green room, see everybody like, yo, you're going to smash it. Um, it was an amazing experience, and I just wanted to thank Brooklyn. Uh, I want to thank the venue, Baby's All Right, for having me and trusting me to do that. And uh, everyone that spent their money and came out and fucking hung out with me, man, it was awesome. And I can't wait to do it again. And uh, that'll be March 12th in Austin, Texas. And I uh, hope you guys come out. Um yeah, man, but uh, just to catch everybody up on the week, like, you know, we talked about it in the beginning, um, you know, just been dealing with some stuff, and uh, I really just want to get the message across that if you guys are struggling, man, please reach out to somebody, reach out to me, reach out to somebody close to you, family, we'll do the best that we can to help you, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, I've done that uh, many times for people, and people have done that for me many times. So this is something that I take very seriously. Uh, I love everybody out there, especially um, my mental health uh, warriors, yo. That's my squad. Um, You guys are the best. And, you know, let's just talk it out, man. Let's just talk it out before before we make any decisions. Um, 
And uh, I love you guys. I really do. I really do. I mean, it's just a blessing to wake up and do what you love for a living. And you guys have allowed for me to do that. And, and it's something that I will never take for granted. Um, it's sad that horrible things have to happen to make you put things into perspective, though. And that's something that I'm trying to get away from and being able to do that without having to have something catastrophic happen in life for me to appreciate the things that I have. Um, and uh, I hope all of you can take today, if you're listening to this, or if you know someone that should listen to this, send this to them. I hope I hope that these words can help them. But, you know, I want you to just kind of ground yourself, think about the things that you're happy for, whether it be one thing or 50 things. Um, it can't all be that bad. It's got to be one thing that you can be grateful for. And sometimes it's just getting through the day. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just getting through the day. Um, I woke up this morning. And I looked outside. Um, and there was a small Hispanic man out there. And uh, let me just uh, reiterate. So I live in an apartment building. This guy like wasn't like creeping on me or anything. So they're doing like some work on the outside of the building, right? So they were, you know, they were just like on our porch for like three months. You know, and I, I don't know why, but a part of me just like has never said a word to any of them. I was just like, ah, like whatever. Like, I don't want to talk to these guys. Make a mad noise and shit. Like, I can't record music because like they're fucking banging around out there and doing all this fucking shit. And uh, for some reason, I was like, you know what? Since I'm taking everything into perspective, it's another day. Let's seize it. Carpe diem. Let's get up. Seize the day. I open the door. <clears throat> I say hello to him. This is the first time this guy's been working on my terrace for two months. This, this guy's, like, seen me through glass. He's probably seen me naked. I'm sure he has. Um, but two months, we've been just separated by glass. We, this guy's literally lived in my fucking house. This little fucking Hispanic or, and or Filipino man. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, was just living with me and my wife and my dogs. He was just always there. You know, like... Uh, and I'm not con- comparing, you know, Hispanic men to squirrels, but, like, you know, like, it, there's a squirrel that, like, always comes to your house, and, like, I feel like a bunch of dads have, like, that weird animal that they care for. Like, this was our, our little Hispanic squirrel, you know what I'm saying? And he was just always there, but we never, like, paid him any mind. So today I wake up, I open the door, I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? And when I tell you that he looked at me for maybe eight seconds... And we connected eyes. And it was only like eight seconds, but it felt like an eternity. He looked at me, stared into my eyes, said nothing, just looked down, looked back at his work. And me, so embarrassed, I slid the door so slow. And I said, I can't believe that after two months of trying to muster up the goddamn audacity, I guess, to him, but to me it was strength to say hello to this little man. He didn't even say hello to me. But I'm happy I did it because it made me feel better about myself. That's all that matters is how you think about yourself.
Do I feel a little sad that that little Hispanic Filipino man didn't say hello back to me? Yeah, I do. Am I going to take it personally? Probably. Am I going to think about it before I go to bed tonight? You betcha. Am I going to tell my wife that it happened? Yep. Do I need more hobbies than saying hi to strange Filipino men? Probably. Do I need to, you know, not put too many eggs in the baskets of others? Yeah, sure. Am I wrong for thinking that this man should want to be my friend since he's lived on the other side of my glass for two years? I mean, two months? It's felt like two years? Yeah, but maybe that's asking a lot. And I know you guys are going to be like, hey, maybe there's a language barrier. I get that. But human interaction, like, this is universal. First of all, I waved at this guy like a special ed student. I was just like, hey. And he didn't say anything, man. He just stared into my soul, which makes me think that he seen me naked. And he didn't know what to do. That's another thing. Maybe he saw my dong and thought, hey, this is awkward for me. I've seen your penis, but I don't know how to say that in English. You see how one circumstance can set off these trains of thought in your mind that you just keep circling the wagons and coming back to? I had a a vision that he went down the side of the building, went down to his truck with the other guys that, that he's been working with, and he just laughed and giggled and made fun of me. That's another thought that I had. He was like, oh, man, that guy with the small penis. <laughs> he came out and said hello to me. I said nothing. I said nothing to him. That's what, that's what goes on in my head. That now they're all laughing at me. It's thinking, thinking. You know? Uh... Been having some troubles with my doorman. Uh, my doorman's cool. I don't mind him, but he's too nice. You know? He's just too nice. It's almost like condescending, but there's also a language barrier there. I'm sure he's the nicest guy in the world. But the way he says, like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, did you mean that? Or are you talking shit? You know, it, it, it's one of those things, and listen, these are first world props, but sometimes I feel like I don't have to say hello to everybody all the time, but I get so anxious and nervous that if I don't say hello, I think these people hate me. That might be an outlandish statement, but I don't know. It's just something that's wired in me. You know, they always say, don't worry what other people think about you. I worry about it. I worry about it. I worry about it a lot. Oh, and if people are wondering, I'm wearing Bombas, Bombas, Bombas socks that uh, my my in-laws got me for Valentine's Day, which is really nice. I've never gotten a gift from in-laws in my life. On Valentine's Day. So they kind of set the bar kind of high because I love socks. Um, And these pants are by Skims. Uh, They're a 2X in women's. So I want to thank all the big bitches out there. uh, And Kim Kardashian for making pants for them. Because they fit me. 
So uh, yeah, I got them for uh, I got them for thirty dollars at a place called Cheap Maggie's in Hoboken, New Jersey. Um, should have got more to be honest with you, but I didn't know. I didn't know how I was going to feel about them. There's something about Sherpa on the testicles that makes everything feel like it's going to be all right. Once the Sherp brushed my scrot, I was like, I love these pants, dude. I love these pants. I have a lot of skims. I have skims for hymns. I have a lot of it, and I fucking love it. I love skims. Love it to death. So, yeah. Uh, so, I didn't want you guys to, like, think that my knee was my dog or something. You're like, what the fuck is that? Fucking fuzzy fucking ball sack that he has. But, yeah, this is my knee. Uh, but, yeah, man. We got uh, And a Sherpa Giants Kith. Sweater on and I'm a Leon Door hat. It's an apple on it. So for those that are wondering about the drip today, uh, let's get into the ads. Uh, I think this ad uh, is going to hit home, obviously, for what we've been talking about today. Um, it's our friends over at BetterHelp. Everybody knows BetterHelp's been such a huge part of this show. Um, BetterHelp has been there for me since 2020. And uh, I, like you, have always wanted to find an alternative to getting into a a psychiatrist's office or a licensed therapist's office uh, because it's been very difficult uh, since the pandemic to actually get into an office because everybody's so booked. So being able to find an alternative like BetterHelp uh, was amazing. And with BetterHelp, you know, I just filled out a brief questionnaire about, you know, what I'm going through, what I'm looking for, what I'm looking to gain out of therapy. Um, you fill out the brief questionnaire. They, uh, they, they make sure that they get you to the right spot, uh, for especially for what your preferences are. Um, and the great thing about BetterHelp as well is that if whoever they navigate you to doesn't seem like the right fit, you can switch for free as many times as you want. So, you know, um, there is a such thing uh, called uh, therapist shopping. It's real and it's okay to not be able to hit it off with every therapist uh, that you see. So you don't have to worry about that. You can do it as many times as you want. Um, you can do it with the camera on, camera off, text. You can, there's so many different ways to do it to fit your therapeutic needs. So uh, that's why I'm such a big fan of BetterHelp, and I've been with them for 40 years now. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend it, and um, this is what we're going to do for you. Uh, this is what you guys can do. You can go to BetterHelp.com slash LOPS to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month when you use the promo code LOPS, L-O-P-S. Go to BetterHelp.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash LOPS to get 10% off your first month and, hey, listen, it's never too late to start those New Year's resolutions. It's never too late to uh, put yourself and your right foot forward when it comes to your mental health journey and also your physical health journey, financial health journey. Um, and BetterHelp's been a big part of that for me, and I think you guys would enjoy it. So go to BetterHelp.com LOPS to get 10% off your first month now and tell them Danny sent you. And, uh, yeah, man. The other thing, too, is I want to ask you guys, dog owners out there. I don't put collars on my dog. Is that like... Is that like white trash? 
Like, because I've been trying to figure this out. Like, I'm like, am I white trash because I don't put collars on my dogs? There's just something weird about having an animal just walk around my house with his little fucking jingle jangles on. You know, and just like scurrying around, he's scratching it all the time. They hate him. They hate to have them on. But like, you know, like he doesn't need a name tag in my house. Like I fucking know who he is. You know, I'm not going to fucking mistake them for anything. But I feel like when I walk other dogs, uh, I mean, when I walk them around other dogs, I feel like people think I'm white trash. Um, Because I don't have... Or brown trash. I, 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 I don't know the, the terminology for the halfwayers like me, for Habsy, like myself. Um, but I, I I don't know if... I feel like sometimes people walk and they look at my dogs, they're like, oh, look at these dogs with no collars on. This trash. <laughs> if you guys honestly think it's it's trashy to not have collars on your animals, please let me know and I'll change it because what you guys think about me means more than anything in the world. Um, and I don't want my dogs to be trash. I don't want my dogs to be trash. I want my dogs to look like they're cared for. You know? I bought one of those, like, nail grinder things and files and those little, like, worm medicine for them and all that stuff and my wife gives them baths and we brush them and we pet them and we love them. But I don't like putting collars on them because I don't want them to feel like they're my little, like, jester slaves where they have to, like, come out and entertain me and jingle jangle everywhere they go. You know? I, I just feel like, uh, but I just feel like maybe I'm a bad, bad a dad, dog dad? Bad, bad dog dad? A bad, bad dog dad. A bad, bad dog dad. A bad dog dad if I don't have collars on them. So please just let me know if you guys think that's, like, you know, the wave that I'm headed towards. I know I've had stances on cats before in the, in the, in like, in my life about how I don't want them, but my one little dog, my smaller dog, he's not little, he's like 50 pounds, but uh, Silvio is a godsend, dude. Sweetest dog, best temperament, Chill as fuck, the best, like the absolute best. Tony is a fucking nut job, maniac. All right, he's not neutered yet because I wanted to wait till he was like two and a half to do it because that's what like one of these vets told me to like let his like bones become real or some shit. I don't know. He gave me some fucking scientific reason why. So he's not neutered yet, so maybe after he gets neutered, he'll calm down. But I think I want to get a cat to just fucking whip his ass because I can't do it. You know what I mean? It's not like it's the 40s where you could throw a dog across the fucking marina. You know what I mean? And it was, like, considered normal, you know? Or, like, the 40s where you could just tie a dog to a tree and throw, like, fish bones at it, and it would just eat that for dinner, and it would live to be 14 years old for some reason. Uh, you know, it's just not those types of days. You know what I mean? I can't take Tony, you know, and, you know, spin him around too much because, like, people are going to say it's going to mess, it's going to give him OCD or something. My dogs are so fucking spoiled, dude. My dogs, if they, if they don't drink, like, purified water, they have diarrhea for a month. 
Like, when did dogs get like this? When did dogs become such, dare I say it, pussies? Be a dog, man. I got one dog, though. The one thing that Silvio does, the one thing I love about Tony is when I feed him, he fucking crushes food, dude. He's like, fuck yeah, man. This guy rocks. Crush it, dude. Crushes it. Silvio, on the other hand, this guy is the bougiest fuck. This guy tests every fucking pellet individually like te- like he's testing it for fentanyl. Every fucking little piece of blue buffalo, okay, is like... Mm, He's like a fucking rat eating cheese. It drives me fucking nuts. All the time, I'm like, dude, just eat the fucking food, man. I put fucking omega-3 sauce on it. You know? Put a little water in there so it's not so dry and shit. We put beef broth on it. Just eat it and shut the fuck up, man. It drives me nuts. He'll put like three in his mouth and go like... I'm like, dude, one... You're fucking disgusting. Two, just eat the fucking food, man. Tony eats it. Tony loves it. What's your prop, my guy? Love him, though. Can't live without him. Can't live without him. It's the weirdest thing. And is it is it bad to have a favorite? Because they're not humans. You know what I mean? Like, Silvio's my favorite. I'm just going to put it out there. I think people know that from listening to the show. Silvio's my favorite dog that I own. I own two. Silvio and Tony. Silvio's my favorite. I think, as a human, you should be allowed to pick which animal's your favorite because they're not real people. You know, it's different with kids. You can't really do that, but people do it anyway. But I'm saying it's, it's, it's frowned upon to have a favorite child. You know what I mean? But I think that Silvio being my favorite is perfectly understandable and acceptable. It's not that I don't love Tony. I love him to death. He's just not my favorite. He's just not my favorite animal. I think people should be able to treat animals like animals. You know, unless it's putting a little jingle jangle collar on them because then that just gets weird. Like, they know I'm alpha. You know what I mean? I don't need to, like, dress them up. You know, and, like, make them jingle jangs and just, like, let them know who the boss is. You know? But I also can't hit them like it was 1942. And, you know, they would give you, like, a Dad of the Year award for it. You know? So you guys see the conundrum that I'm in? You know? It's just Tony's a maniac. You got to see. One day I'm going to film him getting out of the crate and put it on the show. And then you're gonna, you guys are going to be like, this dog has serious issues. Like, Danny's just not being Danny. Because, listen, I know me. I could be a little dramatic sometimes. If you guys saw this dog get out... When he gets out of the crate, he's like... It's literally like someone let out a ball of lightning and it hits everything and it jumps all over stuff and messes it up. And... Like, if it was a part of a movie and, like, a cute montage, it would be great. But have it happen every day in the morning drives me fucking nuts. And I try all the stuff. I look it up on YouTube, how to discipline your dog. I can't do it. I've tried. It's fucking impossible because this dog's a goddamn maniac. If I were to post, 
I, I would post this picture, but I know my wife would fucking kill me, so I'm not going to do it. But you know what? I'll post it on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. I will post the picture of what Tony did to our bedroom when we went out one night. When I tell you it looked like someone came into our house, not only robbed it, but fucked in it, pissed in it, shit in it, then after the sex, they just rolled around in the pee and the poop, right? They just rolled around in it and, like, did, like, snow angels in it and then decided, you know what, let's do it again. And then they did the whole process again, and then when we got home, that's what we came home to. This is what I'm dealing with on a daily base. On a daily base. Would I ever give them away? No. I thought about it multiple times. He's pushed me that far to the edge. But his mom loves him more than I do, I think. But that's okay. I love him to death. Don't get me wrong. But his mom is his defender. Because Silvio loves me more than he loves her. And I'm just being honest. That's how I said that. Silvio loves me more than anybody. So I think she takes that. I think she takes that. Our relation. I think I think my wife is jealous of the relationship I have with the dog. Ladies out there, are you jealous of your boyfriend's dogs? Is that a thing? Can women be jealous of animals? Because I really feel like my wife is jealous of my dog. Well, it's our dog, but, like, he's my dog. You know, like, people know, like, that's my guy. You know, Silvio's my dog. You know what I'm saying? So she likes the way the other dog treats her more. And uh, I think she holds that against me and the dog. But, yeah, I want I want people uh, who are women or men. I don't think men have time to be, like, worried about, like, jealous of a dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, because guys love dogs, I guess. But, like, I feel like a woman can actually be jealous of an animal, which is kind of weird. But, yeah, please, sound off in the comments. Um, like and subscribe, too, man. Like and subscribe. goes a long way for us. Uh, we're trying to get this show to the top because we know how talented we are and how awesome it is and uh, and how great we are. And, um, you know... I'm the GOAT, dude. Everybody else knew it. Now it's time for me to know it. <laughs> you know what I mean. Nothing sexual. You have to be watching to understand what I just did to the camera. But, yeah. Um, but before I get out of here, I want you guys to understand something. Without you, there is no me. There is no Low Priori podcast. Without all of your love and support, there would be nothing going on. Uh, you guys have welcomed me into your living rooms, bedrooms, um, cars, televisions, phones, come to my shows, fucking introduce me to your significant others, your family members, strangers, all this type of stuff uh, for years. And I just want you guys to all know from the bottom of my heart how thankful I am to have every single one of you in my life on a weekly basis. Having 
the opportunity to do what I love for a living because you guys love me so much and I love you guys back and I don't want you guys to ever forget that and um, you guys have been such an amazing part of my life and we're just getting started and that's that's the best thing about this is that we're just getting started um, and we're getting ready to have some real grown-up fun uh, with this. And uh, I feel great. Um, I'm happy being able to do this today. made me feel a lot better. So I thank you to everyone that listens to this episode today or tonight or whenever you listen to it, whether it's one person or a thousand people or whatever. Um, and I hope that I was able to help you guys a little bit today um, the way you guys helped me. And um, I love you guys. If you're struggling, please, uh, like I said, any anything going on with your mental health, please reach out um, to somebody. And uh, we'll see if we can get this worked out. I love you. Stay safe. And take care of yourselves. This has been the Low Priori Podcast. My name is Danny Low Priori. You can follow me at Danny Low Priori everywhere on the internet. You can follow the show on Instagram at the Low Priori Podcast. Um, and if you want tickets to any of my shows, they'll be in the link below. Uh, under Danny sees Danny Live, it'll be under there. Um, the link to the sponsor, BetterHelp, will be in the bio. And I will see you guys next week. And I will see you guys on the road. And I will see you guys on the internet. And I hope when I see you, it's it's an amazing experience. Because you guys have provided one for me. And I want to provide one for you. So I love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Peace.